let's get sexual. Be a very sexual sexual episode. It's not gonna be. sexual because i'm here and i'm sexy i don't like that um aka the shade board put a question mark in that soundboard that's done not didn't know how that's how that worked very carefully very carefully yeah also with us mm. is a rambling man russell hey yo dave i'm very glad that i brought my sponge today how you doing i'm Doing great. I'm glad you brought your sponge as well. It's for you. Like Ooh. your diaphragm sponge? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's a thing? <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh, A.K.A. Russell Mania. Oh, yeah. It's a good day for sponge baths. It is a good day for a sponge bath. It's, it's cold. It's getting colder. Fuck? It's getting colder. It's kind of dreary out. Good day for a sponge bath. I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. Uh, this is the DQB Weekly. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Are we talking about news? Sure. Movie news? Uh-huh. Recommendations? Yeah. We talk about a bunch of stuff. Yeah. The internet? The internet. Wait. We're just going to talk about just the internet? Like the internet specifically? Yeah. Okay. Glad it's not robots. Well, God. You motherfucker. <laughs> Damn it. I can't do two weeks of robots. No, I'm out. I'm out. If it's robots, I'm out. Yeah, I heard about right. Google yet, have you? Fuck. <laughs> That's actually not what we're talking about today because I'm waiting for more information on that because that is fucking nuts. That's terrifying. It's also a cliffhanger. What? Sylvester Stallone. Uh, oh, there's a whole thing on that too. Motherfucker. We'll stop saying show we don't big titties in Dave's face. No. Damn didn't it. Work. Damn it. <sighs> Son of a bitch. Sorry, Dave, I only got eight cups. That's alright. You gotta be careful in this season anyway. In this season? Yeah. Big titty goth girls are just looking for their sacrifice. That's true. At this mm-hmm. point in my life, all right, go ahead. <laughs> Sacrifice me to you, Dark Lord. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care Just anymore. Let me see the big titties. <laughs> yes, now kill me. <laughs> I'm happy. Now I have to die. I can die happy. <laughs> What's this weird Skeletor guy we have going on? <laughs> I don't know. Big titty goth girls. <laughs> Until we meet again. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. Uh, first up, we have articles. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't sound nearly as good. It's what the thing says. Yeah, I only read from what the thing says. Yeah, I have Full two articles shit. we're gonna go over. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't dilute these down to just headlines, so I figured we'd just go over the articles. 
Oh my god. Okay. I'm gonna be optimistic. Yay! So we're gonna talk about this one first. Uh, this is brought to you by TechCrunch, and this is about the internet. What's that? No, don't. It's fine. Just read That's the thing. My thing. So the- <laughs> <laughs> head, son of a bitch. The, the headline for this article is the FCC announces plans to reinstate net neutrality. Thought this was important as we are all users of the internet. Jesus Christ. Your internet's faster than mine though. FCC needs to fuck off. Just go away already. <laughs> yeah. You heard that. FCC. Shaking in your boots. Here we go. Yeah, read it. Net neutrality is back on the menu, citizens. After a long, long battle ending an eventual defeat during Trump's presidency, the FCC is set to reinstate rules that broadband providers must treat all traffic equally, giving no sweetheart deals to business partners or their own services. The effort to revive this popular rule was announced in a speech at the National Press Club by FCC chairwoman Jessica Rosenworschel who was one of the original rules champions over a decade ago. Rosenworschel said that broadband is not a luxury, it's a necessity, adding it is essential infrastructure for modern life. No one without it has a fair shot at 21st century success. We need broadband to reach 100% of us, and it needs to be fast, open, and fair. In a fact sheet shared online, Rosenworschel said that the FCC seeks to largely return to the successful rules the commission adopted in 2015, which would classify broadband as essential on on par with water, power, and phone service. As a quick refresher, net neutrality is the principle that internet providers, mobile or fixed, like fiber, should act as simple pipes for data, not performing any analysis or prioritization beyond what is required to ensure good service. Some data must be prioritized due to the way that networks function, of course, but it would be wrong and illegal under net neutrality. For, say, Comcast to throttle the streaming services of its competitors while giving it while giving its own an advantage. Sure. Although behavior that egregious was not particularly common, it had occurred and non-neutral practices were gaining ground rebranded as zero rating. Ostensibly, a special deal for consumers were some, where some streaming services didn't count toward bandwidth caps... The FCC passed net neutrality rules in 2015, and the idea that the companies we pay for bandwidth should have nothing to do with what we used that bandwidth for was extremely popular, especially as this was likely broadband companies' nadir in terms of public opinion. But other parties were not so pleased with what they perceived as regulatory overreach. But with the 2016 election came, as expected, new, new leadership for the FCC. Tom Wheeler, one of the architects of the net neutrality rule, gave over chairmanship to Ajit Pai, who made no secret of his intention to make overturning it a priority. And overturn it he did, using legal logic that was sp- spurious yeah, in the extreme prompting the drafters of the law he cited to object to his interpretation of it. But the deed was done. Since then, a few states have attempted to place net neutrality rules on the books, and some national laws have been proposed as well. 
but ultimately it seems to have been acknowledged to be a matter of the FCC, a matter for the FCC to decide as it had done before. Although Chairwoman Rosenworcel would almost certainly have liked to bring the matter before the commission earlier, Republicans in the Senate have for years stalled an approving stalled on approving a fifth commissioner. This left the balance of power equal with two per party, dooming an allegedly partisan rulemaking like net neutrality. But with Ana Gomez being sworn in as the fifth, just today, that obstacle is removed. Senators Ed Markey and Ron Wyden already noted their support of this endeavor. The broadband and mobile industries will likely cry loudly, that in the absence of net neutrality rules, there has been no serious offense against the principal. But the better explanation for this is that these companies considered themselves on probation following the 2015 order, which given the flimsiness of the legal work overturning it, they knew must come around again. Now, Rosenworcel, likely armed with an improved order that addresses any loose threads hanging off the last one, is in a fair position to establish net neutrality in a more permanent way. There will be some unpleasantries from dissenting commissioners. Carr already dropped a predisposition, predisposition of the plan ahead of Rosenworcel's remarks. And perhaps some kind of outage from the political right, which may, as, which may as it did before, cast this, like other initiatives on privacy and accountability from the FCC, as an infringement on the free speech rights of corporations. Unfortunately, the judge who made that decision, Brett Kavanaugh, is now a Supreme Court justice, so we may very well see net neutrality climb its way to that high court, where perhaps he will receive a second legal drubbing. And that's where we're at with that. Could you read that again? (laughs) I prefer not to. (laughs) I was joking. It's like, I don't know. The the idea that uh, corporations are going to um, prioritize their own signal and, like, some of the stuff that was going around during the net neutrality stuff was crazy. Um, and, like, it's definitely something a corporation would do, but, like, also the FCC is not, like... The whole thing is that they're not... Uh, they're all partisan, right? So like, yeah, they they put this stuff in, and then they put other shit in that they aren't talking about with the net neutrality stuff. It's the same as right. You know, they're gonna do. The, it's all stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All of the government is stupid. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I fucking hate it. <laughs> And like the government, the, yeah. The, and the fact, the fact that it's like it, it was working during a Democrat being in in office, and like them having a lot of the uh, uh, the Senate and the House in uh, like Obama's first turn, like, and then you know it coming around to being half and half again his second term, and then the Republicans having everything in uh, Trump's term. And, or the first half of it anyway. And it's like everything changes every two years. Yeah. And it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That, uh, that somebody that is like trying to be 
like a a check on over on on like the overreach of corporations is itself overreaching and then getting stalled because they're extremely partisan and like well this is what my party wants well this is what my party wants and you know that's that is fucking dumb and bullshit yeah like it it's just yeah all of all of that is dumb and like i agree with that but i do think internet should be a utility yeah but that's also still not what they're doing right like they're like it should be like a utility yeah but it's not a utility but it should just like be a one. utility yeah because right. at this point everything uses the internet everything yeah paying your utilities uses the internet right like, yes. yeah you could it's it's extremely difficult to walk in somewhere or mail in your utility bill and pay it on time like if you have a job <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like it's almost impossible because they're like closed half the week, and when they are open, you're either asleep because you work third shift, or you're at work because you work first shift, or whatever. And it's like that's it's all so dumb. It's all so fucking dumb. Agreed. And like you have to have the internet to live, and like you know, basically anymore, you know, yeah, to at least be an efficient member of society right if you live completely off the grid that's different because you're making your own utilities basically at that point right you know either you don't use power or you use like solar or wind power or whatever and then you know you're not really using the internet and you're not but you're not reliant on anyone else like everybody everybody that's listening to this is using the internet to listen to it like except for me i have a crank Shut the fuck up. God damn it. <laughs> just crank. I'm listen to the just podcast that way. It out. And then just crank it. Yeah. And sometimes I slow down. Somebody's like, Shane sounds like a spooky yeah. zombie. <laughs> I speed it up that for sounds, Russell. That sounds right. He's a chipmunk. Hey, whatever. Very glad that I brought my sponge today. How you doing? Is this doing anything? Are these, are these bits doing anything? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm about to need my sponge. You almost got me there. You bombing Ooh. is funny. Um, <laughs> Story of my life! <laughs> uh, Dave's way too into stand-up comedy at the moment. <laughs> gonna be famous from doing stand-up, so I mean, listen to it now for free when you can. I, I mean, that's good, though, Dave. Most people can't make bombing into a joke. <laughs> oh, that was supposed to be a joke? <laughs> Add a laugh track, Barry. Didn't have to. Shane laughed. <laughs> that was a fake laugh you guys, track. You guys are so not funny. Uh, <laughs> hey, as the funniest one on the podcast. <laughs> that's, that's not true. I'm not the funniest one. Uh, maybe. Um, it's, email it's us who the funniest on the podcast is. Um, but anyway. Yeah, I, I, like, I agree that, yeah, that... All traffic should be treated equally, right? Like, it should just be a pipeline. should literally just be what it is. Like, people send data, and they receive the data that they are asking for. You know, but... uh, I, I don't know. It's just so fucked up, because, like, we're asking the government to do something, and, like, they're completely untrustworthy to deliver that thing. A truer statement has never been said. Like that's, that's accurate. That's, like the that's the fucked up thing about everything, right? Like, because like, you know, yeah. we're talking about politics, which is ridiculous. But you know, 
you know, every every time somebody complains about this one thing, and then like the next time something else happens, they'll say that that's the only thing that can keep us safe from that thing. Yeah. And like both sides do the same shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, hundred percent. And it's like, and then they end up in control of something like the FCC. Yeah. And it just makes which that is thing... supposed to be a third unbiased party, right? Yeah, <laughs> but it's not because it's all been filled by these, you know, presidents and senates and stuff. With, yeah, with the people that they favor. Yeah, and they're controlled by the corporations. <laughs> Because yeah. they're all getting lobbied the fuck out of. Yeah. And, I want to see uh, what kind of censorship bills they're trying to put in this net neutrality bill. Yeah, right. Because, like, when they do net neutrality, they're going to be like, yeah, everything can go through that and we're going to treat it equally, except for, yes. like, the government should. So, like, we're worried about, you know, Comcast being like, well, you can't stream Netflix through our Comcast connection unless you pay extra. And, like, you know, that's a great idea, but we're not going to let you do that. We're going to do that. <laughs> so then we can, we can, we have the hand on the spigot when, you know, yeah. somebody is getting too loud on Twitter and then all of a sudden nobody can get on Twitter. And, and it's not because somebody shut Twitter off. It's because we turned off the fucking Twitter spigot and they're like causing <laughs> fucking problems. And, like, there's going to be a riot because somebody's on Twitter and everybody's, you know, or whatever. Whatever, you know, they're, they want to have control of it versus the corporations having control of it. Right. It's And they're advertising it as the people having control of it, which is the people don't have control of shit. Hey, fucking men, Shane. <sighs> yeah. I wasn't trying to be... Why did you talk about this? <laughs> I know why you talked about it, but like, God damn it. Because the articles. So, yeah. So the, the thing that kind of goes with this that I was going to add on to it after uh -huh. we sort of talked about this yeah. is uh, Netflix, mm -hmm. Max, and Disney, uh, Disney's streaming company, which is just Disney. Uh, but so the three of them currently have banded together to create the Alliance of Streaming Services. <laughs> okay that sounds like the worst superhero team yeah which so when you read the when you read the article uh it's basically just so they can lobby for streaming yeah purposes in the u.s Laws, government yeah. wow yeah um so this comes so all of everything everything here that i'm talking about is connected because this so the this alliance comes was announced today on Wednesday, which if you don't know what happened last night, I'm about to go over that as well next. Um, so last night, the Writers Guild of America uh, temporarily ended their strike. They haven't agreed to the contract yet, but they are on a temporary uh, negotiation halt as they look over a contract which that's the next article that i'll go through mm -hmm. um, okay. but so right now these three streaming services have created an alliance and it's it, it, which is basically what like the guilds have done over years um so they're gonna do that and then they're they're working on getting all the other streaming services involved as well 
uh, they've sent out their their letters and they're waiting on acceptance and uh, the finalization of the alliance as a whatever that falls under. I don't know. Some I don't know how they get whatever lobbying group is whatever a lobbyist group is called. Yeah, I don't whatever that falls under uh, the corporate banner thing. Yeah, I don't know that that would have anything to do with antitrust laws or anything like that, but I don't think it does. Yeah, but they basically realize that they more or less need to band together to keep fucking people, so uh, that's what they're doing. Um, Again, the worst superhero team. Yeah, the executives union. Yeah, that's awful. (laughs) I fucking hate that. Uh... Most boring dystopia. We're gonna go on strike, and every the world will keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> Dave himself is going to strike, just from the world. Just, uh, I think that's just called going off the grid. Oh, well, I'm doing that then. Dave's going off the grid. I am. I would last like two minutes before I'm like, there ain't no AC out here. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm good. <laughs> Take my sponge. <laughs> <laughs> you don't it's know ar- where that sponge has been. It's already wet. <laughs> you can assume. You'd probably be right. Gross. Butthole. Uh, more like taint area. Swampy. Swampy butthole. All right, can we get to the other article, please? Yeah, so uh, this article is brought to you by The Verge. Uh, The new WGA contract will change how Hollywood works. Uh, Historic raises and guarantees on AI use will have major ramifications in Hollywood. But the new transparency in streaming data means Netflix and Disney Plus will have to change how they work. So as of midnight, the writers, as of midnight last night, which would be Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, for those of you listening, 26th the day of release. and 27th of September. Thank you. The Writers Guild of America will no longer be picketing. Instead, members of the union will be poring over new details on the contract negotiated with the AMPTP and deciding whether they will vote to ratify this new contract. There's a disclosure by The Verge at this point in the article. The Verge's editorial staff is also unionized with the Writers Guild of America. The WGA dropped a summary of the contract tonight, and it is historic. The flashiest wins for the WGA are around pay increases and artificial intelligence. The pay increases are significant across the board with notable increases for high-budget subscription video on demand, Mm. thinking Netflix and streaming films. Yeah. The WGA says writers of streaming features should see a minimum compensation increase of 18%, provided that film was budgeted at least $30 million, plus a 26% increase in residual base. On the AI side of things, the WGA got essentially what it's been demanding from the start. According to the summary of the contract, AI will not be able to write or rewrite literary material, and AI-generated material will not be able to be used as a source material. 
So an exec won't be able to ask ChatGPT to come up with a story and ask writers to turn it into a script that the exec owns the rights to. That's good. The WGA also reserves the right to assert that exploitation of writers' material to train AI is prohibited by MBA or other law. This means that if the laws change or AI training reaches a point of contention for the guild members, the WGA will be able to call that exploitation. This is likely related to a law proposed in California regulating the use of materials for training AI. But AI is the flashy thing. The data is the game changer. Catherine Trindacosta, Director of Policy and Advocacy at the Electronic Frontier Foundation and a reporter covering the strike for Vice and Defector, and I tend to agree, as the LA Times noted earlier this week. Streaming data has essentially been a black hole. This means no one working on projects in Hollywood knew how these projects were doing, which created a problem because pay for projects is directly tied to performance. Now studios will have to provide the WGA with actual data, specifically the total number of hours streamed, both domestically and internationally of self-produced high-budget streaming programs. That means Netflix, Disney+, Amazon, and the other streamers won't be able to invent weird metrics or meaningless self-referential rankings to give to the WGA. The numbers the studios provide may be subject to NDAs, so the rest of us won't necessarily have access to those metrics, yet the WGA will still be able to release data in aggregate giving us a much more nuanced and revealing look at the business of streaming than anything we've had before. And once real actual numbers start circulating, it will be a lot more difficult for streamers to claim a project succeeded when no one you know has ever heard of it or say a show is getting canceled for lack of interest while numbers suggest a different story. The streaming in industry has thrived on data opacity, allowing an industry in the business of fiction to twist the story to how it sees fit with carefully crafted data. Now there will be real, actual hard data available to the WGA membership, and once the genie is out of the bottle, it will be a whole lot more different. It will be a whole lot more difficult to smush it back in. Yeah, they have all kinds of crazy data for streaming stuff that they don't. They they share when they want to like manipulate you into doing something. Yeah. This is something that I've I've heard a lot um, listening to a lot of the comedy podcasts because they talk about um, like the producers and stuff that are involved with uh, like HBO and um, Netflix and stuff. They they will tell these guys they're like, you know, we can tell you how many people watch and how many people turn it off after the first five minutes, after the first fifteen minutes. Whoa. You know, all okay. this crazy shit. Yeah. Um, it actually changed how uh uh Bert Kreischer's last special was. He had he actually puts what was originally the closer of that hour at the fifteen minute mark so that to like prevent people from turning it off. Whoa, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Wow. He talks about that. Weird uh, on I think he talked about it on Two Bears. Um but there's other guys that have said similar shit. Really? Um, where they would they would they would share like the this data when it was like good for them to share that data to like drive more traffic, but they won't share it when it's to pay people. 
So like, yeah. <laughs> so fuck? like, they have all this useful data. They know what's going on on their on their streaming platforms, but they will, they didn't want to share it because it was you know it was either going to hurt their bottom line because not as many people are watching as they say they are, right? Or it was going to hurt their bottom line because they would have had to have paid and it would you know it or it would be apparent that people should be pay, paid more than they are right you know yeah. either way like the data hurts them but it helps them when they can use it to manip- manipulate people to change how the product works which is bullshit which is i mean like yeah that's that's like basic marketing stuff um but the basic marketing stuff has been fairly transparent at least to the people in the industry for years you know like these things get you know these colors uh evoke these uh emotions and like this melody will help people you know remember this ad and shit like that right yeah, but yeah. like they have that kind of data but they have that kind of data for streaming like and they know what will keep people watching and won't what won't because of all of this data that they have and the, they'll tell people how to use it, but they won't tell people, you know, that this is failing or this is making so much money for us, but we're not going to tell you because then we'd have to pay you. Right. So this will be good. I don't know, like if they're going to give all of that data away, it doesn't sound like it. And also like yeah. everything that you read said high budget stuff. So things that come in under that budget sounds like that is not getting that benefit. There's going to be a lot of $29 million projects. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. But they, I mean, if they think it's a good idea, then I mean, we might just be missing a piece of information. Like, I don't know how yeah, many. I mean, we're not reading the whole contract, obviously. Yeah, but... there is, the 94 page uh memorandum is available on the internet but i will not read 94 pages yeah right that's a lot of pages but like you know like it seems like the people that are involved in the high budget stuff are already the people that are getting paid a lot of money you know like i mean obviously the writers aren't getting as much as they probably should but like you know and i don't they're probably getting more than the guy that's writing you know a sitcom that costs like you know one to five million dollars and if that's not included in this in these changes to the contract then what was the point of him striking you know those people don't get anything else according to what you read i don't know if that's different if it if it's if it's just a different part like they're only reporting the part that's like flashy and sounds good so right. the yeah so the minimum compensation increase of 18 percent is pr- provided that film was budgeted at least 30 million right but i did the way they say this in the article is weird because then they say plus a 26 percent increase in residual base so like they wrote it as if the 26 percent increase in residual base also only applies to the 30 million dollar budget yeah but i think that that's wrong the way everything is phrased there sounds like it's all based on it being a feature for one thing so a movie yeah and for two at least a budget of 30 million so like a a lot of stuff that's on streaming isn't that it's tv shows or like you know limited series and documentaries and stuff the the other thing i read didn't sound like the it was much less in depth so 
I don't know. But the other thing I read didn't sound like the 26% was only for the $30 million plus projects. Yeah. But I mean, this it's, since this is more in depth, it's possible that those the, whoever wrote that other article just didn't catch that. They thought it was yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Where this article mentions the high budget feature several times. Yeah. So if that's in the language several times, then that's very important, and it is a operating clause of of that contract. Yeah. So like that that is what worries me about that. Like, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but yeah, yeah. If that's and there's thirty seven, I'm not going to be a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, there is also like a couple things that to clarify. So there is a. Uh, so one of the things people have been confused about like throughout the strike is the uh there is a there's already a rule in place where if you're a set writer mm-hmm. then there is a amount per week that you get. I believe it's $10,000. So if you're on set you're the oh, on yeah, set yeah, yeah, writer. Yeah. yeah, that's a big there, deal. Yeah, it, it's cuz all of those people are pissed that everyone's striking because they're not getting their $10,000 every week. But the whole writer's table doesn't become set writers. Yeah, so that was basically like, that was also like a newer position, right? It's kind of like the thing where we talked about changing uh, writers and producers to creators. Yeah. Um, Where like, you would have a bunch of people write the show and then you would basically let them go. They would basically get laid off. Yeah. They, they wouldn't get laid off. Their job would be over. But like, that's how, you know, to the, to us, you know, that's kind of yeah. what it, it equates to, you know, yeah. their contract is over. They're laid off. They don't have a job anymore. They're yeah. not going to continue to get paid except for residuals. Um, which if the residuals do go up for everybody, then that's good for them. But, um, it used to be where the people that wrote the show would go and be on set for the show. So then they would continue to be uh, on the payroll and they would fix things on the fly. If problems came up, you know, if somebody noticed that like, this is not going to work, we need to change this part. Then the original writers would be there to rewrite that part. To rewrite everything. But, uh, recently in the last few years they started doing this on set writer which is with, a totally different position yeah it was with streaming yeah. like as streaming started to develop its own content they created a new position right where they brought a different different person, person in. in and they would be the one that would fix things on the set but they were just one person right. as opposed to the group of writers that had originally written it yeah. so then instead of paying like two to ten people to be on set all the time to fix the things that they had written. They brought in one other person to rewrite everything that needed to be rewritten while they were on set. And that basically cut all that money off from the other writers. And then they were also like not employed all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, like you could say, Oh, well, if you're doing that position, then you go on to write a different show, but that's not really how that works. You, you get involved with a project and then like other projects are already going on. You might not get another project right away right. when that project ends. Yeah. And like, that's not the way that, uh, like syndicated TV and like network TV worked yeah. when it was, you know, all network and yeah. cable it, and stuff. It only worked that way for network signed writers. Yeah. Which is a whole different, like that in and of itself is a whole different thing. A whole thing. different thing. Right. 
So like this is all like is it's all weird because of the way that streaming works. So like those I don't know. Like those writers might still be getting fucked. And yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, I w- I would be interested to see a, a more in-depth breakdown of it. I don't really want to read 94 pages. That's a lot to read, <laughs> especially in legalese. Yeah. Yeah. But um it uh yeah, so they they will vote uh right now the temporary time frame is somewhere between October 2nd and October 9th. Yeah. Is they will give them like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So they have time to look it over and see what they think. But I I think the AI stuff is a win because that was one of the big. Yeah, that's that's I I know they don't get paid enough, but like one of the big sparking points was the AI stuff. Yeah, because if they can just be replaced, then they're just like, fuck you. We have a program. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Which is bullshit. That's more. That's more. That's a lot stronger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. That's pretty strong language. Like, that yeah. it will not be used to create scripts. It will not be used to create original ideas to send to writers to, to like, cut them out of the creator process. Like, that's that's all really good language, I think. Yeah. Because it just basically says, it will not be used for this. And that's that's stronger language than I thought they would get. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that was what I seen as a win. I don't... It depends on how that pay stuff's going to work out. And like, what is the basis for under the thirty million? And I didn't see a whole lot of straight up reporting on the basis under thirty million. Yeah, because so. if it's like broken down, like it might just be like different percentages for di- yeah for, for different, different tiers. So like you know, features up to thirty million get this, and then TV shows or series will get this limited series will get this so on and so forth like changing yeah. it like I'm, I'm sure it's broken down that way um but them not reporting on it at all is interesting and again it might just be like this is the stuff that people care about because they like movie stars yeah or it's the biggest numbers or whatever that yeah. might that might be what it's about but yeah, so a lot of interesting shakeup stuff going on. Uh, yeah. There was also a slew. So on top of so with this news, there was a slew of job postings for writers today as well. Um, so I've seen that being reported on a little bit, not nearly as much as everything going on with politics right now. But mm. uh, there are thousands of job postings today got posted for writers yeah uh did you see that sag after voted unanimously to strike against uh video games i did not see that yeah nice yep huh yeah yeah so as of right now too the actors are still all on strike yes actors are still on strike so so they're gonna write some shit and then as soon as they get the actors back on board then they're gonna make shit again they're gonna write they're gonna hire people that aren't actors yeah like Uh, me and I'll fuck it all up because yeah, I don't know how to scab. act. <laughs> I don't know how to act. And scab it up. It would be pretty funny though because I don't know how to act. Like, yeah. Yeah. I am a police officer. Yeah. I have a gun. That's what it'd be like. <laughs> Everything turns into a trauma movie. I mean, I'd be down for that. <laughs> just in the acting, like how bad the acting is. Right, everything's really nice. That's just yeah. me like, oh no, a dinosaur. Cat- costumes, <laughs> CG, like special, like practical special effects. All that stuff is great. Cinematography, fantastic. 
shitty actors. <laughs> just people they found on the streets. Uh, and then also on top of that, Stranger Things season five continued filming today. Whoa. Okay. Continued filming. Yeah. So they're not participating in the strike? Uh, not right now, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They were like, well, <laughs> we'll fucking actually send you into the upside down if you strike. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, know. it's fair, though. We need to know what happens to them crazy cats. Oh, my God. Them crazy boys and girls in the yeah, 80s. I was kind of wondering if they were going to have to build in a time skip. Because <laughs> they're all in their 30s? Because yeah, yeah. half of it was already filmed. Like two years later. I don't know. Whatever. Why did Finn get so tall and then so short and then so much taller? <laughs> Why is he again? so much taller? Why yeah, does he have a beard? We had to reshoot this one part. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but that's all I got for articles. Articles. Yeah. That's not as fun to say. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah. Hey, can we do headlines next time? That's way yeah, more we'll fun. Yeah, we'll do headlines okay, next cool. time. Okay. I appreciate it. That buddy. was just, that was going to be too much. No, I'm not saying it was bad. I yeah. liked it. Like an eight it out just of ten. needs a better name, I think. Yeah, it's better. Yeah. Better name. Okay. Uh, up next. Up next is recommendations. Recommendations. Uh, I have a couple of recommendations. Recommended, Daddy. Um. So there's Sponge? a there's a new record from yeah. a band called Silosis. Okay. Uh, it's called A Sign of Things to Come. Uh, I heard about it. Uh, on Ola England's Sundays with Ola. Um, Fuck yeah. And okay. do you know who Ola England is? I don't think I do. He's one of the guitarists for The Haunted. Uh, mm. He also is a very popular YouTube guitar YouTuber. Okay. Um, he's from Sweden. Sweden. Uh, he's super funny. But uh, he does a lot of like... Uh, he used to do a lot more product reviews and stuff. Now it's more just like uh, him talking about. Um, he talks about gear, but he also he owns uh, Solar guitars. All right, um, which they seem to be really nice. I don't have one, but they're mostly a Europe brand, so kind of hard to get over here. Just a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, so I heard about this record on there, uh, and then I heard it. I heard one of the songs. Uh, I think I heard Deadwood. Um, so the the album's called "A Sign of Things to Come," uh, and uh, there it's it's a uh, it's very heavy, but there's very there's a lot of like singing too. Hmm. Uh. Like clean vocals, singing, yeah, or? sort of, sort of clean, sort of clean. Okay, so it's like, uh, it doesn't sound like, uh, like O five metalcore, but it's kind of in the same vein. It's okay. It's 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 interesting. You have to you have to check it out. I'll check that out. Uh, I'm always I, down to check out new music. Yeah, I recommend. Sure. Um, uh, let's see. Deadwood is the first song on the record. It's really like the whole record's good. Um, but I recommend Deadwood, uh, Descent, 
which is about halfway through the record, uh, and A Godless Throne, which is the closer in their record. Ooh, that's a cool title. Yeah. They're all pretty cool titles. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Um, very heavy uh, musically. And then he's got a, he's got a very good scream. It's kind of like uh, if Randy learned how to sing. Whoa. From Lamb of God. Right. Okay. He's very good. The the hmm. singer is very good. Uh, very good and articulate scream. It's Would not like, I like this. You might like it. Hmm. The music is very good. I might check that out. That sounds um, interesting. Hmm. But if you like heavy music and you don't like screaming that much, uh, that it actually kind of it not. I don't know why it reminded me of them, but it reminded me of an album that uh, came out quite a few years ago. But I'm going to suggest that one anyway because it's fucking awesome. Uh. <sighs> It's from a band called Catatonia, with a K. Catatonia. I've seen them. Yeah. Uh, and the album is called Night is the New Day. Uh, and this this album is fucking fantastic. It's, uh, it's also pretty heavy, but it has, like, lighter parts. There's a little bit of, like, electronica in there. Just a little bit. Um and different instrumentation and a lot of ebbs and flows. It's, it's very, like, uh, rainy day music. Like, if you're sad and angry, I feel like Silosis is if you're angry and sad, and then Catatonia is if you're sad with a little angry. <laughs> um, All right. But yeah, check this album out. Uh, great songs to check out on that one. Uh, Forsaker opens the album. The Longest Year is right after that. Um, I mean, the whole the whole album is bangers. Um, but uh, Departer... Um, they're all good. Um, New Night, I think, is one of the good, one, really good ones too. But the whole album is fucking fantastic. Um, and like almost no screaming. There's a couple songs I think where the the main vocal is screaming, but most of the time, it is like a very like mid range singing, and it's beautiful. Uh, but it's very melancholy. It's it's fantastic. You guys should check it out. Sweet. If I have, I know I've shown it to Russell. I'm pretty sure he liked it. But if you don't remember it, you should check it out again. I think I want to check out both of those. Yeah, I do as well. I just I love just like discovering music in general. Yeah, just like I'll listen to anything really. Yeah, I I I, I mean obviously you know we're in bands so we love music. Yeah. Um, we're in heavy bands, so we yeah. love heavy music. I mean, you're in a punk band that verges on hardcore sometimes. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, and then your other band is like heavier than that. Yeah, we're kind of heavier. Yeah, so we're heavier because I've gotten fatter too. <laughs> <laughs> we're like bowling for soup right now. Like we're the heaviest band in rock and roll. Yeah, just wait until we get back on stage, and then we'll be the heaviest band. <laughs> I got another NEM member again. That's right, you yeah, do. We're back up to four. I've been, I've been hearing, I've been yeah. hearing. So, but yeah, uh, so Silosis, uh, a sign of times to come, or sign of things to come, and Catatonia Night is the new day. Both uh, available everywhere: Spotify, uh, YouTube. Uh, I'm sure it's on iTunes. Right. I think I bought Night is the New Day on iTunes, like, when it came out. Mm. So, check those out. Sweet. Uh, for the for the Catatonia record, 
there is a version floating around that will destroy your subwoofer. So maybe listen to it on Spotify or YouTube. Okay. I don't know where that version came from. <laughs> uh, that is one of the versions I have. You have to listen to it on the right system for it to not sound like shit. Because the very oh. beginning is just like... And not the vocals. That's all music. That's but all it music, just, yeah. It's just like crackly and shit if you listen to it on the wrong thing. Uh, the version I listened to on, on Spotify was fine. So... Uh, just be aware of that. Hmm. But yeah, that was all I have for recommendations. Russell, do you have anything to recommend? I do. Recommend it, bud. It's not... It's sort of something new. Uh, I'm going to recommend Cyberpunk. Uh, <laughs> I started playing the DLC. I got about six hours in. The DLC came out yesterday, so yeah, the 26th. Yeah, the DLC's new. And, like, the game... So there's lots of new stuff with the game with the update from last week. Yeah. Um. So the 2.0 update came out last week. DLC Liberty... Or Phantom Liberty came out this week. Uh, stars Idris Elba um, as a primary protagonist uh, that you meet... About four hours into the DLC. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Four hours in. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I'm not... What I read was that the DLC was 20 hours. And I think what that meant was the main story for the DLC is 20 hours. But they added a bunch of like side quests and shit. But there is a bunch of side quests. That's cool, Fantastic. though. Yeah. So, uh, and then... Couple that with the way they changed the skill trees, uh, or perk trees, because yeah. you also have skills, and then you also have attributes. Um, I I really like the way the new the whole system of cyberpunk was like super confusing. Yeah, because of the skills and stuff. Because you had to have like the attribute high enough, and you had to have the skill high enough. Yeah, to get the perks, and like, is it still like that? Uh. Yes, so there's different levels. So there's like rookie, uh, advanced, pro, legend. Uh, I saw that. The what was the middle one, prem. I think the middle one's prem. It's like oh, okay. one of the cyberpunk terminologies. Yeah. Um. And then the and then legend is the top, and then legend is twenty. But you there's also more. You get more attribute points because they raise the level cap. So now you can. It they looks only like raised it to sixty, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but that does mean that you can have three attributes at twenty. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, but I was hoping like a hundred. All the attributes to <laughs> All twenty. All the attributes to twenty. <laughs> You're a legend. Come on, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. Um. The way the new perk trees are set up is is super streamlined. Um, there was a lot of talk on Reddit about it just basically being like a whole new game. And I just have to absolutely disagree with that statement because it still feels a lot like the same game. Yeah. It's just, they've changed the way a lot of it, a lot of the perks and like work and what perks there are. So there's perks that don't exist anymore. Uh, as we discovered today, yeah. looking for all the crafting perks. Yeah, um, that's that totally changes my character. By the way, <laughs> like my character was like, I'm a craft everything and shoot everything else. Yeah, yeah. 
so uh the game is more uh focused on movement as well which is makes makes sense why they smoothed out the movement yeah so much yeah um because a lot of the perks like change the way your character moves Uh uh-huh uh in reflexes like like pretty much all the perks like change how your character moves that's crazy so there's like a whole dash dash feature that works really well now um so before you had to get a cyberware that gave you the dash ability right and so you could either have double jump or dash you couldn't have both yep well now guess what motherfuckers i can double jump then dash <laughs> oh shit because you also Sweet. get a there's another perk that lets you that gives you a advanced maneuverability yeah and it lets you move while dashing and then so you can double jump dash and move side yeah like strafe and stuff yeah like kind, kind of like strafe Ugh. like you have a lot more control over your movement Woo. which That's is cool. good because like the first hour of phantom liberty guess what you're doing running fucking platforming <laughs> oh god whoa it's probably not the first hour but i'm bad uh it was the first six hours for him <laughs> I, I died twice trying to platform through this parking garage oh my god um but the game the game also got like a little bit of a graphics update if you were playing on uh series x or playstation 5 yeah. um if you're playing on four or xbox one uh you did not get a graphics update and i don't even know how much of the 2.0 update they actually got yeah i don't know i I haven't been looking into it i don't know that they got any wow i feel like i I think that i think i read that the 2.0 update was just for uh series Mm. x slash s and playstation 5 yeah um but uh, there's also like a bigger focus on like either gorilla hands or mono wire or mantis blades. Yeah, the the like melee uh, cyberware weapons. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they really want you to use one of those, okay. <laughs> which is cool because they were almost useless. Yeah, in, before the update. So it sounds it sounds more like um, it's not a different game. It sounds like the difference between playing the same uh, uh, module in like third edition versus fifth edition of D anD D, yeah, more updated, just a different system, similar stuff, but kind of worded differently and arranged differently, and it yeah. works kind of different, yeah. and it kind of like buffs some things and nerfs other things and gets rid of things that maybe felt clunky or somebody thought was clunky. Yeah. And made it so anybody can do it. Because we were, like, we were talking about the crafting thing. Like, we couldn't find any of the crafting perks. And so I made, I, I told you, you you were looking at, you were playing before we came in here. Yeah. And I was like, look at the, look, go to your crafting. So you went to the crafting and it was like, you could craft legendary items, which you had to have like a level 15 or 16. Yeah. Uh, perk. Yeah. To get that. And... But you could craft them. You could just craft them. So, like, they changed crafting a lot. And I think they got rid of the the infinite crafting that you could do. Yeah. Uh, because you could, like... It was all based on grenades, and they changed how grenades work. I don't know if they changed how crafting grenades work. But... Well, if they changed quantity... 
Well, that's because that's because I have a perk. So I have okay. a cooldown on my grenade. So like I refill my health and my grenade because there's now perks. And so it was before you had to have a special uh, health inhaler. Yeah, because they're inhalers. Yeah, <laughs> but you had to have a special health inhaler that would refill on its own. Right. And then now there's a perk that lets you just refill whatever your health item is and your grenade item. Okay. So I have those perks. So that's why I'm, that's why I don't have a quantity on grenades. Which So if there's still I don't know maybe I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So but I don't I didn't see their grenade as a craftable item. Yeah. When we were looking through crafting. But if the if all the crafting stuff is gone it doesn't matter because that's all how it worked anyway. Yeah, because all the perks are gone. Yeah. So you're not going to get all the bonuses and percentages and all of that Free stacked stuff. on top. Yeah, because the, the way the the infinite stuff worked was um, you, like, reduce the cost of crafting things, and then you also, like, had a chance to get free ones when you crafted stuff. So then you would, like, and you could get that percentage up to, like, 25%. So you would, like, craft... And you and there was another one where it was like you could you could when you broke stuff down you would get more crafting materials back, and then there was another one where when you broke stuff down you could just like magically get extra shit that it wouldn't normally get. Yeah. So it was basically like you craft a bunch of grenades, you get a bunch of free ones, and they're super cheap. And then when you break grenades down, they were so close to how much you created them for and you got so many free ones that when you broke them down you would get magic extra stuff and you would get all the ones from the free ones that you would end up getting a net gain of resources so then you could just like craft more grenades the next time break them down infinity crafting yeah infinity crafting which basically made infinite money too yeah yeah and infinite experience (laughs) yeah god damn um there's also so money was kind of hard to get in the game which is why we ended up doing Doing the the crafting crafting, stuff anyway because one of the achievements is to buy all the cars and literally the only way to buy all of the cars was to cheat like i literally beat the game and did all the missions and all the ways that you got money except except i wasn't a hacker so like as a melee character I was completely screwed on money because at the end of the game, I didn't even have enough money to purchase all of the vehicles. Like half of the vehicles. Yeah, I could get <laughs> like half of them. Yeah. So uh, so that was obnoxious. So I'd start another playthrough to do crafting and hacking so that way I could get enough money to purchase all the cars. Yeah. But they also did a good job so far from what I can tell as far as like not having enough money Yeah. because you find money shards Mm-hmm. and they have lots of money lots of money and you're you just as long as you're searching bodies and people that you kill then yeah like you're finding a lot of shards like i've found maybe a shard on every three people yeah um and the there's more skill shards uh so like you don't just have to use the skill to level up you'll find skill shards that will give you the level and it basically it has information on the skill so you're learning which yeah. makes you better as a thing it's you know it's the matrix you plug it into your brain and you're like yeah. oh i learned kung fu oh i learned how <laughs> I to dash faster um i need lots of guns yeah but yeah so that's cool uh you can't accidentally break down iconic weapons anymore. <laughs> so that sounds that's important. also cool. 
<laughs> I was always super careful about doing that. Yeah. Um, Talk about the armor thing. Oh, yeah, the armor. So clothes, which I love this. Like, I love this because, like, I always hated wearing super dicky stuff just to be tougher. So the clothing no longer has... It still has modifiers that you can get percentages for doing stuff. Uh, so you can get, like, a percentage for, like, hacking, like, 15% cooldown or something like that. Uh, but there's no more armor on the clothing. Uh, so, yeah, you don't put mods on the clothing. Um, so, however, uh, you have way more cyberware slots mm -hmm. and it's a lot easier to, it, and you can upgrade all of your cyberware. So you have different tiers on your cyberware. Yeah. Just transferred the, where you had to get your armor from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you still mod, you still mod your weapons. You still have ample opportunity to mod your weapons. Um, and then you have a uh, you have a max. So each cyberware has a certain amount of points that it's worth, and you have a max amount of points based on your perks that you can have for your cyberware. And then there's ways to go past that and basically become a cyber psycho. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if it completely locks you out from that. Or if you do slowly degrade over time. Because, like, if you've played Cyberpunk, you know that your character is slowly degrading over time anyway. So I don't know exactly what the trade-off there is versus the story versus the cyberware. Um, yeah, if it actually locks you out. Or if, like, doing it just makes you, like, freak out more. Yeah, I haven't had the opportunity cool. to try to go over it. Yeah. Um... But so all of that's super cool. Uh, I that San Devastan. Yeah, it is in the game. It was always in the game. Oh, was it in the game before? Yeah, they were just they were just a uh, manufacturer of different. Oh, okay. Stuff. Well, now the the that actual San yeah that San Devastan is yeah, yeah, in the yeah. game. And they had I don't know if that one was in there. Time. I don't know if that one was in there, but there was there was a cyberware that did that, and then there were like those spinal. Uh, implants were were one of the implants. Yeah. So I don't remember if that one was one. I think it might have been the San Devastan uh, spinal that made you slow time. Yeah. But they probably like tied it more into. It is more tied in because there's edge perks. Uh, there's perks for it specifically. Yeah. Have you seen the edge runners? Uh, any of the edge runners Easter eggs yet? Uh, I have David's jacket. Okay. Um, but that's the only one I've seen. There's a... I've seen the Brain Dance uh, commercial. But it's not really a commercial. It's a part of the game. So, like, you you go to this alley, and it, pop, it popped up. It was the first thing that popped up with 2.0 update. Um, so there's there's there was a commercial in the game where you go and you watch... Uh, trailer for edge runners okay but now there's a you get a quest that pops up and you go to it and you find this uh you find brain dance hardware in a trash can and you know because v is absolutely reckless he just puts it on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of the trash can makes sense to me <laughs> yeah you know just like uh. he plugged a chip into his brain and now keanu reeves lives there yeah um <laughs> it's true so 
he just like puts this brain dance on and it's like a I I don't remember if the scene is actually in the show but it's basically a scene that leads up to everything that happens in Edge Runners and then you try to track down David What? Yeah. So you like go ask you uh I think it's El Capitan. Um, But you like call him and you're like, hey, do you know about this David Martinez guy? And then he kind of gives you a rundown on what happens in Edge Runners. Okay. And it's super cool. And then he's like, yeah, but you're not going to find him. And then V's like, oh, man, I really want to like meet this guy. I feel like we have things in common and like, Uh (laughs) yeah, dude, I fucking about broke my heart. Dude, I watched that again. I don't remember if I talked about it on the show. You, if you guys haven't watched Ed, uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Netflix, you should go watch it. It's amazing. Also, prepare for uh, sadness. Um, yes, I've not watched it. You should watch it. You it's should watch it. I should watch it. It's awesome. really good. I may want to play Cyberpunk again. It's really good. Yeah, but I'm too busy playing other games. Yeah. Well, watch it like before you're ready to play Cyberpunk again. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, like just like I don't want to play Cyberpunk even more. Yeah, what have like a do? Cyberpunk month. A Cyberpunk month. Oh, that's how I started here. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was super cool. I was that's super cool. glad, like that they, they did that. That was really neat. Um, and I still haven't finished that quest, so I don't actually know. I don't know if there's anything else to that. Okay. So, like, I still have to talk to him again. Uh, the to... one that I saw is nothing that you're talking about. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Other than that, I haven't seen. I haven't seen any other Easter eggs. I think the the little girl's in the game, isn't she? Is that the one you're talking about? Mm. Hmm. Interesting. I don't, I don't know how she would be. Spoilers. Shut your ears, Dave. All right, they're shut off now. Okay. Oh, I guess not the little one. Yeah. I mean, Lucy. The, yeah, Lucy. Okay. N- no, that's not what I saw. Okay. He's I just st- trying I to stopped, hold his breath. I stopped I'll breathing for some out. reason. <laughs> Ears, not lungs. Yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Dave's going to pass out. It apparently didn't take much. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm way out of shape. Um, that was like 10 seconds. So then Phantom Liberty so far has been super cool. Uh, basically, there's a whole area of the city that you haven't been to before that I thought I had been to before. I don't know, it feels weird, but it's kind of like blocked off and has walls, but it's Dogtown. You go to Dogtown after hearing about it for like the other hundred hours of the game. Uh, you finally get to go to Dogtown. Um, Is it all dogs? Um, There's lots of, there's more pigs than dogs. Why is it not Pigtown? Because it's named after the citizens. That are dogs. Yeah. Oh, they're like dogs. Yeah. Like devious dogs. Yeah, devious dogs. All right. All right. <laughs> um, 
So it just kind of starts off. I'll just do like a little bit of that. It just kind of starts off with a someone calls you and is like, "Hey, like I heard your this person who's done these things, and I want your help." And you find out that they're a net runner and they're working for the U.S. government, and somebody very important is about to fly into Night City. And then some shit happens, and all hell breaks loose from there. And so far, it's pretty good. Idris Elba does an amazing voice acting job, also. I mean, it's I'm it's super Idris enjoying Elba. his yeah. I'm super enjoying his voice acting. Um, and like him and there's no reason that him and Keanu Reeves would like interact, but I will spoil this for everyone because I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, initially, it was presumed that Keanu would not return for voice acting lines, but he is. Really? In, yes, he is in the expansion. Huh. So, and neat. I think the expansion is going to give us another ending. Ooh, neat. It feels like it's going to. If it doesn't, I'll be a little disappointed. Hmm. But yeah, I, so I mean, I'm, you know, I'm only like a few hours in, but I definitely recommend uh picking up Phantom Liberty. It's 30 bucks right now. Uh after the 2.0 update, if you had any qualms with Cyberpunk, I feel like you're probably not going to have a lot at this point. Um the oh, the driving. The driving was improved. Which is good because there is vehicular combat and some cars have guns now. Jesus Christ. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But that's my recommendation. I nice. can talk about it for hours, so I'll shut the fuck up. Hell yeah, cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. You are kind of a cyberpunk. If it was the right dystopia, that would be my preference. Right, same, <laughs> same. But as of right now, I'm still going to work. Fucking same. If we wake up, yeah. <laughs> if we wake up. On time. Oh, I thought you just, like, read something about Russia or something. No, no, no. No. <laughs> no, I was trying to find a comparison of the old map versus the new map. Oh. But people are just talking about features and stuff. Hmm. Instead of actual changes to the map itself. Yeah. Gotta start making some changes. Anyway. Is that all for recommendations? Uh, you had one. Oh, yeah, I do. I kind of said it and Shane put it in the thing. Uh, I recommend buying an Xbox and playing video games. I second that. I uh, recently bought a... I didn't get the X. I thought about getting an X, but I decided to go with an S. Because I don't get to play a ton of video games any early anyway. So I'm like, I'll just get an S. Be fine. Yeah, sure. But I bought the new one. Mm-hmm. The newer one. Yeah, the, no, that's, yeah, that's it's, probably a it's good new. call. Oh, is it, is it brand yeah, new? Yeah, it's pretty new. Yeah, so they came out with a new Series S. They're going to come out with a new Series X, I think, in the beginning of next year. Mm, okay. I really like I really enjoy it. I uh it worked out cuz I ended up purchasing it purchasing it uh the same week that I was house sitting for some friends that have internet. So, I just like went wild at Game Pass and <laughs> was like this game, this game, this game, this game and yeah, download just download everything. But with that Downloaded Starfield. Oh shit, bud! I played 
I don't know, I probably played like six or seven hours. I haven't really got too deep into it yeah, yet. Yeah, that's not much. Um, But it's a good time. Yeah. Having fun with it. I'm running around shooting space pirates right now. Nice. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll be a space pirate. Who knows? We know you well enough to know you'll be a space pirate, Dave. Yeah, probably. Fuck the man. I'm definitely not going to be a corpo. Don't get all that space booty. I'm going to get that space booty. Dave Fleece in the house. Mm. What the fuck? None of our listeners know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no. Nope. I don't either. Yeah, anyway. watch Boondocks. Oh, so yeah, actually, probably some of our listeners do. Oh. But yeah, that was my buy an Xbox and play games. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I had internet, so I was like, this game, this game, this game, and just downloaded yeah, a shit ton. Everything. Of, it was only like 30% of my hard drive, too. Yeah. Which was awesome. Uh, That's all I had. Starfield's like at least 10%. Yeah, it's like 100 gigs or some shit. Yeah, it's like 127, I think. I was like, it's going to take me like at least an hour. It didn't. No. And really? I was like, is this what... Is this what, like, internet's like? Yeah. Yeah, when you have good internet, that's what it's like. Is that what it's like, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. all the time? Yeah. yeah. Not just, like, on special occasions? No. Like, yeah. on your birthday and stuff? Yeah, all the yeah. time. God damn. And you know what, Dave? If what? we had a functioning government that would claim internet as a utility... I could have internet? You could have internet. God damn. Get it together, government. <laughs> for me. Good. Do it for me. Listen, America. Good fucking luck. Listen, America. Do it for Dave. <laughs> uh, that's all I had for yeah. recommendations. Oh, no, I had one more. Oh, you did? I recommend uh, watching the Beetlejuice play. <laughs> <laughs> Topical joke from Dave. Uh, did, did you go watch the Beetlejuice play, or do you just think no. every time you someone goes, they get a handy? Is that not part of the play? No. <laughs> I don't want to go anymore. Yeah. You don't get to play with weird fake tits. Do not recommend anymore. You don't get handies. I made a topical joke. They guys. don't just like supply you with a senator with fake tits. Uh, <laughs> if it was my America, they would. <laughs> that, I want to see that on every bathroom stall. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Out of the new generation of kids. Yeah. Give all senators fake titties. <laughs> Every, all of them. All of them. All, all of them. Yeah. yeah. We're paying you. Mitch O'Connell. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. For tits. the people. <laughs> by the people. You imagine AOC with fake tits? Anyway. Uh, I gotta imagine Mitch McConnell with fake tits. I just made that joke. He made it better, though. Motherfuckers. Is that who you said? Yeah, yeah. it is. Oh. Me and Dave both collectively only know five members of Congress. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I have That's fair. named them all. Uh, after recommendations. Hey, Dave. Yes, Shane? What's in your VCR this week? I'm glad you asked. Because it's a good one. Yeah? Uh, so every time, last, you know, since we've done this segment, I always watch amazing movies. Uh-huh. But like, you know, more obscure movies that no one's really heard of. Yeah, this sure. time I decided to watch a movie that a lot of people have heard of that's like one of the, t- you know, it's an amazing movie because I've never seen it before. Did you watch Twister? <sighs> Do I watch Twister? Yeah, I watched Twister. <laughs> uh, no, I watched Boys in the Hood. 
Oh, yeah? From ni- 1991. What's Boys in the Hood, Dave? They're always hard. All right. Yeah, you can talk so to that trash. they're going to Beetlejuice, right? <laughs> come talk to that trash, they'll pull your card. Uh, so... <laughs> That's an easy E reference. Yeah, Boys in the Hood for 91 with a uh, very young uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., uh-huh. very young Ice Cube, mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. Larry Fishburne. <laughs> Larry Fishburne. <laughs> uh, was his daughter in it? No. <laughs> uh, then I'm not watching. <laughs> uh, I'll... I'll just do the synopsis. People probably have heard of it before. But it uh, follows the lives of three young males living in the Crenshaw ghetto of Los Angeles, dissecting questions of race, relationships, violence, and future prospects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Boys in the Hood before. Yeah, I was just kidding. Yeah, I think I have. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good, but goddamn, like, I'll admit to you dudes, I was fucking tearing up at the end. Mm-hmm. It's sad as shit. Yeah. It's real good, though. We got Ice Cube in there. Yeah. Being like a big street thug. Yeah. Yeah, it's real good. Cool. We have, towards the end, spoiler, you know, like a 30-year-old movie. Uh, Oh. Right? (laughs) People Um, born in the 90s can be 30 now. Yes, we are. You fuck off with your real math. I still feel like I'm 26, other than when I get up in the morning. But yeah, spoiler, towards yeah. the end, uh, a character dies. Sure. And he is like the one of the most innocent of the characters. Uh-huh. Because, like, you know, they all grow up. Basically, you know, it's boys that live in the hood, as the name implies. Okay. Uh, South Central LA. Yeah. In the 90s, especially in early 80s, was a rough time. Yeah. Um. But it deals a lot with like a lot with race and you know gang violence and stuff. Like it's it's still I think it's still pretty impactful nowadays. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah, it was real good, sweet. And I was like tearing up. Yeah, because I have emotions too. I have feelings. Shane, you're allowed to have emotions. Thanks, I didn't buddy. Say that you should have emotions. <laughs> I know. I Just... don't know what. <laughs> Just because you're a dude does not mean you should suppress your emotions. Safe. Exactly. And I don't. I'm pretty good. Have we... you ever seen the macho thing about uh, crying? Yes. I ha- Yeah. Somebody asked yeah. Macho Man if he ever cries. He's like, I've cried a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen that, Russell? Really? Oh hold no, on. but I can totally see hold him on, say hold it on, like hold that. On, hold on. I'm going to play it. We'll play it on the show. Macho Man can't sue us. Oh, Rest in peace, buddy. No. Rest in peace. <laughs> uh, and he like was a WWE wrestler, so he probably doesn't have an estate. Yeah, unfortunately, you're probably right. All right, here you go. Okay, your 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 middle name is Macho, but um, <laughs> I'm wondering if you ever cry. You ever has a Macho man ever cried? Oh yeah. Really? Uh huh. It's okay for macho men to show every emotion available right there, you know, because I've cried a thousand times, I'm going to cry some more. But 
I've soared with the eagles and I've slithered with the snakes and I've been everywhere in between. And I'm going to tell you something right now. There's one guarantee in life and that there are no guarantees. Yeah. And I understand this. Yeah. Nobody likes a quitter. Nobody said life was easy. So if you get knocked down, take the standing eight count, get back up and fight again. And you're a macho maniac. Dig it. <laughs> Hell yeah, macho man. Fucking much. That was wildly inspirational. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Fucking cocaine, man. Yeah, turned my life around. Because of Macho, man. <laughs> yeah. Macho is the, the fucking shit. Dude, so where do I get an eight ball from? <laughs> uh, Billiard tolls that slithered with the snakes. <laughs> yeah. Space is the place. <laughs> do you know how hard it would be to smash up an eight ball? You get a big enough hammer. Yeah. You gotta like hold it with something so when you hit it, it doesn't just like squirt out and fucking hit you in the ankle. Fucking ow. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Shane just gave me arthritis. <laughs> Oh my god. So Boys in the Hood, what did it get on the tomato scale? Uh, so the Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 96%. Oh wow. And I think that's accurate. Holy shit. I also get the Dave Tomatoes gives it a 96 as well. Damn. All right. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's old. Er. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. Sweet. And Ice Cube is in it. Yeah. And that guy's awesome. Yeah. It made me want to watch Friday afterward because he's also in that movie. And I fucking love Friday. Yeah. Different movie, different tone of movie for sure. Sure, for for 100%. <laughs> After my VCR segment. Yeah. You know what that's time for, guys? What? What's it time for? Hanging Big Brain with Dave! Hanging Big Brain with Dave! You guys ready? Yeah. This is going to be a good one. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. Uh, this is uh, inspired by our good friend Doug. Mm. Uh, who's Uh-oh. part of the... Smooth Squirrel Drafty Show. Oh, mm-hmm. well, Nathan's not in here, so whoever wins this is totally up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this is a movie mashup quiz. Okay. Okay. It is, it is two movies, titles. I'll give you the synopsis of the, of the movie, uh-huh. and you got to tell me what the title is. Make sense? So, sorry, my tinnitus was going off. So... I will read you the synopsis of the movie. My tinnitus is going off. Everyone's tinnitus is going off. Everyone's dogs are barking. On this podcast, it's our tinnitus. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, comrade. But yeah, I'll read the synopsis. You tell me the name of the movie. But you're mashing two movies together. It's mashing yeah, two so movies we gotta, together. We so we gotta, gotta give you both movies. Uh, the, 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 the title. Combined the title. combined title. Oh. There. We're guessing your combined title that you created. Yes. We were fucked. Okay. <laughs> this is definitely a quiz that Doug would come up with and then he give Nathan all of the fucking answers. Because <laughs> we would if be like, you're I, the I, other have, contestant. <laughs> I have no fucking idea what this movie is. And Nathan's just like, uh, Mighty Duck Notebook or whatever. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was my first one. Good point for Shane. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, all right, but first I need buzzers. Shane, what's your Ooh, buzzer? Oh, yeah. Dig it. Perfect. Russell, what's your buzzer? Sucker. 
Okay. Booker T over there. Yeah. All right, you guys ready? Just don't say the other one. Uh, question number one. Yeah. Movie title number one. Okay. Tensions mount as Henry Fonda tries to convince a bunch of dudes to reconsider the evidence in a trial, and Cuba Gooding Jr. survives Robert De Niro's verbal abuse and becomes the first black Navy diver. Uh, I don't know what the other one is. Any guesses, anyone? Want to read it again? Read it again. Uh, tensions mount as Henry Fonda tries to convince a bunch of dudes to reconsider the evidence in a trial, and Cuba Gooding Jr. survives Robert De Niro's verbal abuse and becomes the first black Navy diver. Sucker. Russell. A few good witnesses. Incorrect. <sighs> yeah, because that, that isn't the right second movie. Correct. Or first movie. Yeah, well, I know what the first movie is. What? The second movie is not A Few Good Men. What? The first movie is Twelve Angry Men. But I don't remember. I don't know what the second movie is. I don't know what the second. Are movie you giving is. up? Yeah, I'm giving up. All right. Uh, you were yes. It is Twelve Angry Men of Honor. Men of Honor. Oh, fuck, fuck. God damn it. But good. Good. I knew it was try, Twelve Shane. Angry Men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. Uh, stoner Seth Rogen reckons with becoming a father after he gets uh, Catherine Heigl pregnant during a one-night stand. Uh And George Clooney jets around the country firing people in a 2009 Oscar Best Picture nominee. I don't know what that one is either. Fuck! Huh? Real tough ones, huh? Okay, get a hang. Hang a lot of brain on this, uh, this quiz. Fuck. I'm going to read it again. I've seen that movie. Which one? Both. Yeah, I haven't. I don't know the second one. Again. You guys give it up. You're going to give it a give it a whirl. Uh, I'm going to get I'm going to I'm going to give Russell a chance by making sure he has the right title for the first one. All right. Jane. Uh, <laughs> wait, you didn't hit the buzzer. Oh yeah, Shane knocked up in the air. Correct. No. Ah! <laughs> Are you what, serious? What Correct. Is, the, is it called in the air? Knocked up, up in the air. No, no, the second movie though is it called in the air? Up in the air. So in the up in the air. Up in the air. Up in the air. I can't believe I, got I kept this. I kept thinking thin air, and I was like, that's not it. What is it? <laughs> Good job, that was Shane. Total guess. Good job, dude. Uh, number three, Martin Scorsese tells the life of Jake LaMotta in black and white, and baseball groupie Susan Sarandon has to choose between a rookie nicknamed Nuke and Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. Shane. Raging Bull Durham. Correct. Shane is winning. I know, Dave. I'm here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say it. <laughs> Number four. Number four. DB Sweeney picking up Russell. And more. 
Uh, D.B. Sweeney and Moira Kelly become partners on and off the ice. And Tom Cruise gets stuck in a Groundhog's Day loop. Only worse, because while Bill Murray learned piano and ice sculpture, Tom Cruise gets murdered by aliens every day. Oh, yeah. Shane. Cutting edge of tomorrow. Correct. <laughs> Shane's really good at this. <laughs> and Russell is unhappy about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is way easier than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> I love these. Like, like full disclosure, I found these like online, uh -huh. but I want to make my own. That would be probably way worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number five. You guys ready? Yep. Mm -hmm. You ready, Russell? Mm -hmm. I believe in you, buddy. You can get this one. Mm -hmm. You're gonna nail this one out okay. of the park. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nicholas Cage is an innocent man trapped on a hijacked transit plane with a bunch of rapists and murderers, and an adorable golden retriever plays basketball. Oh, yeah! Shane! Conair Bud. Correct! Russell, I said you would get that one. I was gonna just say Conair anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you should always say Conair for whatever answer. <laughs> I was like, the name of the second movie is Air Bud. It's still just Conair. <laughs> On Air Bud. <laughs> All right, number All six. Right. I understand the game now. Let's go. I'm glad you do. It's number six. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Fallon. Rom Jimmy Fallon uh -huh. romances workaholic Drew Barrymore amidst the Boston Red Sox curse-breaking season, and a group of college acapella singers recruits rebellious misfit Anna Kendrick. Anyone? I don't know the first one. And I can't think of the title of the second one. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Uh, this is a, a category on uh, Wheel of Fortune. Where it's like it like combines two f turns of phrase past and present is that what it is, is that no, it? i think so jimmy fallon and drew barrymore yeah i don't know that movie at all you guys give up a red Sox. it's got to have something to do with the red Sox, right yeah i can see him i can see stupid jimmy fallon's face in the stupid red Sox hat do you know the second movie i do know the second movie then make something up from that Sucker. Russell. Basically pitch perfect. Incorrect. I was just saying because Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barry, were both basics. So. You got the second movie right. What's the helps. first movie? Yeah, Jane, no, you go for it. It's a Fever Pitch Perfect. Uh, so what's the, is the movie called pitch. Fever Pitch? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gross. You guys ready? Yeah. Yep. Uh, number seven. George Clooney gets the band back together to get revenge on Al Pacino in Sin City, and an awkward teenager gets her wish to become a flirty, thriving Jennifer Garner. Sucker. Russell. Ocean's 30. Incorrect. You were close. 
Is he doing ASMR? I think so. Is that why I'm hard? <laughs> Wait, what was the first? On who? Get revenge on who? Al Pacino in Sin City. Oh. Oh, yeah. Shane. Oceans 13 to 30. Or is it 12 to 30? Incorrect. It's 12 to Sucka. 30, isn't it? You already guessed. I know, but I know it now. Oh, what is it? Oceans 13 going on 30. Correct. Going on 30. Yeah, I didn't know no what the No one gets title that was. one. Though. You were yeah. close, though, but I can't give it to no, you. No, you're fine. Number eight. Number eight. Julia Roberts is a despicable monster who sets out to destroy an innocent couple's nuptials. And Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn are despicable monsters who seduce women under false pretenses. Sucka. Russell! The Runaway Wedding Crashers? Incorrect. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That was Runaway Bride. That's not the same. I don't think that's... I don't think that's the movie that he's talking about. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I was just guessing. Um... Oh yeah, Shane! Crashing wedding crashers. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that uh, is. My best friend's my wedding. My best crashers. friend's. Oh fuck! fuck my best friend's wedding crashers. I, I've heard of that movie. I've never seen it. So I think Shane's still winning. Though. I'm. I won. Shane won. There's yeah. two more though. Yeah. I have four points. Oh, you do have four points. Yeah. Which mean you'd win. Yeah. I but we're going to do these won. other two. Yeah, do the other two. Yeah. Number nine. I'm never giving up. John Cusack and David Stratham. Stratham? Statham. Statham. Not Jason Statham. David Stratham are in a lineup of guys who threw a World Series. And Meryl Streep is a baroness. Strahan. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Strahan. David Strand. It's not. It's not. <laughs> that was a S- joke. T R A T H A I R N. I have no idea who that is. All right. John Cusack and David, last Something. name, are in a lineup of guys who throw a World Series, and Meryl Streep is a baroness who falls hard for Robert Redford. Do the I big game hunter. I know neither of those movies. Yeah, this one's kind of a random one. Read it one more time. God damn it, Russell. John Cusack and David, last name, are in a lineup <laughs> of guys who threw a World Series. And Meryl Streep is a baroness who falls hard for Robert Redford, a big game hunter. I have no idea. I want to look that guy up, though, as soon as we finish this Yeah, question. I don't think I know it either. You give up, both yeah. of you? That's eight men out of Africa. Eight men out. Eight men out. I have out of Africa. I haven't Africa. seen that. I've not seen either one of them. Yeah, I've not seen either of those. Okay. Hold on, I'm looking up that guy. Oh, that guy. Oh, oh. yeah, that guy. Uh, that's how you strengthen. Strengthen. I think it's strengthen. Yeah, strengthen. All right, number ten. You guys ready? Sure. 
A coming-of-age story about four friends who set out to see a dead body, based on a novella by Stephen King. And a coming-of-age story about a boy who befriends a girl who ends up dead, based on the debut novel by Jesse Andrews. Fucking goddammit, what the hell is the name of that book? Or that story? One more time. A coming-of-age story about four friends who set out to see a dead body, based on a novella by Stephen King. And a coming-of-age story about a boy who befriends a girl who ends up dead, based on the debut album, no, debut novel, sorry, by Jesse Andrews. I can't think of the title of the first who one. Who ends up dead, or who is dead the whole who time? Who ends up dead. I can't even think of the title of the first one. So I can't help you, Russell? <laughs> I know the first one. Yeah. God damn it. I know it. I just can't think of it. S- Sucker? Russell! I'm probably going to get this wrong. Stand by the Fault in Our Stars? Incorrect. I think the Fault in Our Stars is a Nicholas Sparks movie. What is it? It is Stand by Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Me and Earl the Dying Girl? Yeah. (laughs) Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Yeah. What? That's the name. That's the name of the movie? Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. I can check. No, I'm, I'm just asking sure that's you, right. Like that's fucking that's a weird That's a weird title? That's a weird title. Yep, never would have got that one. From 2015, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Okay. I knew Stand By Me. Yeah, I couldn't remember Stand By Me. I knew it was I knew it was also a song title and I couldn't fucking remember it. I was like why do I keep thinking of come together? What the fuck? Shut up, Shane. There's a lot of people in Stand By Me. Yeah. Corey Feldman, Will Wheaton. Yeah. Keith Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Other guys. Yeah. Mm. O'Connell. Oh, yeah. Jerry? Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Uh, Well, Shane won that one. Sorry, Russell. Should have picked it up. River Phoenix was in it too. River Phoenix, yeah. R.I.P. Uh, because this hanging, <laughs> pick it up, Dave. I'm gonna try because this is the end of hanging big brain with Dave. Hanging big brain with Dave. Unfortunately, it's the end of the show. Ah, yeah. I'm sad. I had a lot of fun with you guys. We have another show after this. Okay, cool. Dope. Because uh, this is the DKP Weekly. I've been Yep Boy. Yep Boy. And with me as always, the Shane Dog. <laughs> A.K.A. Shane Nasty. Ew, that's gross. Oh, so with us is Russell the Love Muscle. Oh, yeah. Hey. Time for a new sponge. Gross. A.K.A. That's still gross. <laughs> Producer Russell. Thanks for joining us on the Draft Quarters Podcast Network.
find us on all your social media pages on your facebook on your twitter on your instagram on your threads on your tiktok on your reddit anywhere also join us on patreon for one dollar you can subscribe and help us fulfill our full-time podcasting dream of having a dollar having lots of people give us one dollar it's going to require lots of dollars, not just one. one. <laughs> At least one dollar for each of us. <laughs> I don't know about you, Dave, but <laughs> you need more than a dollar a day. Send us comments, thoughts, concerns, dirty... Limericks. Stories. Limericks? Dirty limericks. Make me read dirty limericks. <laughs> oh my God, please. Daddy. Uh, Whoa! Never mind. To our email at draftyq at gmail dot com. I was into it until he said that. Now I'm not into it. (laughs) Anyway, I'll I'll sign. If anyone sends us a dirty limerick, I'll I'll sign it off with Davey. How's that? Don't do that. Don't do that. What the fuck? I don't like that. Yeah, I, I don't like that. I'm uncomfortable. Please stop. I'm not HR! <laughs> HR help! Email us at draftyq at gmail.com. Also, you can find our Amazon wish list in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, as far as I can tell, I cannot add a Amazon gift card to that, but we will take them anyway. Cool. I don't, I don't know. Somebody asked... So, like, a lot of the stuff we have on there is pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, like, the cables and stuff aren't aren't super expensive, um, and we do definitely need, like, multiples of everything, so multiples of those is totally fine. But, uh, so, a suggestion came through to uh, add Amazon gift cards, because you can load them however much you want. Oh, yeah. Um, but I could not find a way to add that to our uh, wish list, so. Mm. Yeah. I don't think you can. We could start a GoFundMe. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Or you could just Venmo me. Just email us. And and maybe if you want to get us an Amazon card, we can figure out a way to do that. You can... So what they could do is they could purchase an Amazon gift card, a digital Amazon gift card, and oh, email, email us, the, us code. the code. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. That's how you could do it. And we appreciate it. Yeah, we definitely appreciate yeah. it. Uh, I was yeah, just trying sure. to figure out a different way to for that to work. But that would work for now. Um, you could purchase a Amazon gift card, however much, and email us the, the code. Awesome. I feel like a scammer now. You can go buy the Steam card. Do not scratch off the code, but do not use it. Do not redeem it. What are you doing? I will make you queen of my country. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in. I've been a queen in like five countries. What's up, Dave? You trying to be queen? Yeah, I am. Jesus Christ. How many times have you been scammed, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) All I know is I'm a a queen and a prince in several countries. (laughs) I I have this briefcase full of black bills. I don't know how to clean them. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure that's just paper, bud. All right, well, thank you for listening. (laughs) 
We'll catch you on the flip side. And don't let your be blown.